When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh of the California McVeighs. <laughs> Hi, Whitney. How are you? I'm good. I am good. It's better than um, McVeigh's. I, I, watch watch I was, whatever place you throw in there that might, you know, offend somebody. It, it has nothing to do with McVeigh's. It has something to do with Megan's, though, which is, it has nothing to do with anything other As than- As in the Duchess of- of the Duchess porn, of, what, what is she the Duchess of? Success. Sussex. Sussex. It, it has nothing. The to, one that uh, the one that trends on Twitter every single day. This has day, nothing to do with anything other than you said McVeigh's, and this is to Megan. So what's the 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 news chick Megan Kelly? McKelly. I'm McKelly. Megan Kelly. Beyond belief to me. So if you're a Megan Kelly fan, sorry for you. Um, not meaning to irritate you but she, there, there was a news article and I'm gonna just gonna say this because it's just weird um but there was a news article or something that popped up on my phone that says Megan Kelly is was you know upset with with Megan Markle because she's constantly saying her husband right instead of calling Prince Harry I guess Prince Harry She's constantly referring oh, to- Oh, like they wouldn't complain about that. Oh, wait a minute. Let, let like, me... Oh, and Prince Harry took the trash out today. And Prince Harry was with the kids. So she's upset that she's using husband. And it doesn't go into a, a deep why she's upset. But the comment was like, well, we know you bagged a, a rhino, that you that you bagged this- big gorilla I don't know why she said that but did you bag like this, this prize that you did that you captured this prize you don't have to keep telling us husband and I'm thinking one Megan Kelly must not be married because most people say husband I say husband she is married I think she's married with a couple of kids but anyway so, go ahead apparently she never refers to her husband as her husband she must only and she just refers to him as Bob or whatever his name whatever is. Whatever his name is. I, I just thought it's like what 
a whiny thing to complain about. I don't know. So I don't know why that popped into my head when you said the uh, the, the <laughs> California McVeighs, except that- I don't know, because I just went sideways fast. For Megan and McVeigh. I, I, I don't know. Okay. That, that was it. So, sorry. All no. off, <laughs> filter, all off target. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything other you than- You know, we're going into a weekend- and it's time to just sort of loosen up and, and be silly and giggly. And so there's that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that one. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I so, accept. so I speaking of silly and giggly, I don't know why I woke up today silly and giggly. Uh which is, you know, which is fine. Um and and I and I think part of I'm in a good mood, in part because, um, in a, on a couple of fronts, I'm starting to see some momentum with some things that that I have going on. But one of them is not really my thing, but it impacts me. Is my son Donovan, your nephew, who is uh, now a senior in college, which just blows my mind. Um, today he is taking his comprehensive exam, which is one of the things he needs to graduate. It's like one of the last steps. So he's taking his, his comps and I never had that. No, I didn't have it. Think, but I didn't have it in undergrad. I didn't do. have it in, I had it in grad school. I could either take comps or I could do a, 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 I did a, a capstone. Thesis. Okay, in undergrad or grad? In graduate, in, in undergrad. I mean, you've got you've got so many degrees. I don't know where to well, start. Well, in undergrad, there was no such thing. Thank God. <laughs> I don't even see how they could give you a comprehensive, but whatever. Go on. You were saying. So anyway, um, so he's doing that. So I'm all excited because it's like, oh my gosh, it's one step closer, right? But it made me start thinking about all the stuff. And maybe we could do a show on this in the future when we've maybe wrapped our heads around it. Um, of, of if you knew today, you know, if I knew today what I don't, less about if I knew then what I know now, but more if you knew what you don't know. Okay. Right? okay. Because what, what you don't know are the questions that you don't know to ask, which is that why is you true. sort of don't know it, right? That is so true. So it, it made me think about a conversation that you and I had, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in just a moment. But so Donovan and I were talking, uh, I guess it was yesterday, in the sort of lead up to this comprehensive, and he was sort of studying some some reviewing some of his notes from the last four years or three and a half years. And one of the things that, and, and a test that he had just gotten back or an assignment he had just gotten back in a mass media class. So of course I do communication, so I'm all about it, right? So he says he was frustrated because the professor wanted the answer to whatever the question was, but the professor wanted the response in bullet points. And Donovan was like, he just couldn't understand why he couldn't write it out in long form in a, in a paragraph, in a narrative. 
And he's like, I guess the, you know, I said, well, why do you think that is? I mean, why would he, why do you think he asked you for this in a, in this particular format? And he says, well, obviously he's just lazy and doesn't want to read the responses and it's easier to read bullet points and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so what you, I mean. The mental models a, on him. <laughs> that's a conclusion to jump to, you know. So then I said, well, what do you think is the difference between, you know, a, 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 more of an expository, you know, narrative, you writing out this thing and versus bullet points. He would be all into bullet points. And he was he was just like, you know, but I think the thing is when you think, right, you're like, you have an idea about a topic. So you're like, blah, 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 blah. And then it did this and then it did that and blah, 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 or whatever. However, you know, maybe his mind thinks. Okay. In the moment or whatever. So after he finished his little tirade, then I said, you know what, Donovan? This reminds me of a conversation that Whitney and I had. And you should know there are different kinds of communication yes. for different purposes. Yes. And there are times when bullet points are appropriate and there are times when a paragraph or a, a, a dissertation or whatever is appropriate. And you, as a good professor, will, especially in communications, will you know, sort of map out all the various kinds of communications and reasons and, and purposes for those different kinds of communications. And he probably should tell you, I want this to be in bullet points because bullet points are appropriate in these instances. For instance, um, you're prepping a speaker, you know, you know, for like me, I, I may prep a, I'm an executive to go and deliver a speech, but they don't want speech, they want talking points or right. they want right. you know, key message points or maybe you're writing something for a brochure or whatever where you want nice, clean, simple, neat bullet points. Right. And that is a form of communication and you giving them you know, this three paragraph dissertation, well, that's not a dissertation, but this three paragraph <laughs> response or this long response is not appropriate for that purpose. Right, right. So he may be asking, were you listening in class? So then with that, then we went into this whole mother-son thing, right? It's like, cause it's, I get the feeling that he told you and you weren't listening and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it reminded me, and I'm gonna get back now to the conversation isn't he a, I had. Isn't he a prince? A he's, pre -prince, I don't a think knight. he's a prince. I, a I think he's still a knight. I don't think he's a <laughs> prince yet. I, I don't know that a, that's the way you should talk to a knight, but go on. That's uh, yeah, another I think he, for another But time. that's sort of the point, right? And we will talk about princes and knights in another episode. But I think he is a knight and knights are sort of characterized by like adventure and wanting to have fun and wanting to do things their way and do it, you know, and not their way like, you know, I've decided and I'm the man and I've the, and this is how it's going to be, but just okay, I got to get through this to get to the thing I want to do. And he wants it to be the way he wants to do because his focus is on the fun and the adventure and all that other stuff. So this is probably in his way. But the conversation you and I had the other day for the audience, you know, who, was not, who were not present at this conversation was about math and my struggles with it. 
And it was it was a fast it was a it was a fascinating conversation. It was relatively simple, but it, but you know I'm not good at math. I admit that, and I think the more I tell myself I'm not good at math, the worse I am. Right? That is true. And so, and I don't remember what sort of brought it up, but we were talking about trying to calculate something, and I was like, I never know what math. Equation. equation what 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 yeah what equation to put in there it's like math is basically math you know addition subtraction multiplication and division you know not i mean obviously there are other kinds of that math, is but, all but that's but, all but that's that's that basically it so then the question is what are you adding subtracting multiplying dividing Correct. and when do you for what purpose for what purpose so I think for me in math class somewhere around, you know, Mrs. Bonseller in seventh grade, you know, may she rest in peace. I, she, I, she lost me. I was like good at math. I went into that algebra one in seventh grade and I was lost ever since. And, you know, and I've taken algebra. I've, I think I've taken algebra one like what, seven times or something. <laughs> I think I took it in in middle school and you know junior high I took it in high school I took it in college I think I was still taking algebra one I have taken geometry and all that but you were sort of like you have the, you know like I was like when do you use the foil method it's like I learned that or I learned you know it, it, multiplying fractions or you add in the numerator and denominator and divide and finding the least common or whatever you know it's like I, I I get it but I never know which to use and when to use it right and that and you're like well there's this world of math and part of it is it's like yeah you don't need to call on your you know multiplying you know shapes or you know geography geometry stuff if you're trying to balance your checkbook or you know whatever and you might be able to explain it a little bit better but that same principle in math of yes you know all these things but you don't always need to call on all those things right. every time there is a math problem you need to know which direction to go. So the same applied with the with the communications right and I would assume that the same would apply with construction or politics yes it applies to everything yes yeah, like, yeah you know all this stuff but what is relevant for this that's correct. what you call on and that is what helps us reach our goals right and knowing when and how and what to do to get the outcomes that we want and not get bogged down in all this other minutiae that is not relevant for the task at hand it's very true um <laughs> and I, I think that Can you explain the math thing better than I did <laughs> well I think you have the essence which is whether you know it or not right whether it's something that's planted in your head for everything that pops up you do not need to recall the entirety of everything you've ever heard about something that you need to figure out the essence of the problem that you're trying to solve and then look for the tool, the strategy, 
the resource or whatever that helps you to solve that problem. And when you're trying to call up everything, all at, you know, because you've got all this knowledge or partial knowledge in your head and you're trying, you're, you're stressed out and you're trying to recall something. And then it's like, well, now we've got all these things, which one do I use? Well, what is what, ultimately, what is the problem you're trying to solve? What is it that you're trying to, that the end result that you're trying to get at? And so that was the thing. You would not, there's no need to call up geometry or um, trigonometry or calculus to go grocery shopping, right? The most you'll ever need really I is think that algebra. isn't that what we were doing? We were, I was like trying to figure out. It was, it's algebra. The yeah, most you to... ever need really is algebra. Most people are never going to have a need to recall the things that they learned in calculus, right? Unless you're in some particular trade, um, unless you're an engineer, unless you are, a, you know, someone who does um, uh, operations research, right? Unless you're a physicist or doc, they're, they're just, there are levels of math that you're never going to use. Basically, it boils down to this. Math, whatever level, whatever class, boils down to exactly what you said, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and how you go about doing those operations. Everything else is just a, a, a um, making complex operations from those four basic operations, all right? And it builds on itself. So not to go down some, you know, math thing, but you only need to pull up that which you need. So the, the analogy that I gave you as it related to words was let, you've got a whole vocabulary you know, millions of words in at your disposal. You don't need to recall all of them to write a love letter. Right? Discombobulation. <laughs> right? You you only need to write one that are relevant for what you're trying to communicate. And I think one of the things that I want to convey here is if you don't know like I, it literally, I was literally last week's years old <laughs> when it, you know, when it finally dawned on me or, you know, or learned that, oh, you mean, I don't need all that math. You know, I don't need the foil method. I don't even you know didn't what, learn. what I said, especially the math you didn't learn. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't even know what it is. It's like, why did they teach me the foil math? You know, the first outer, inner, last of multiplying something, you know, formula. I don't even know. It's like, why did you teach me that? When do I use that? Or when do I use, you know, dividing integers or, or knowing, a frac you know, it's like, when do I, why did you teach me? And I think if a, if a teacher, professor, you know, later in life, but if, if a teacher had said, hey, this is when you're going to use this. This is when the FOIL method applies. And I think they're math books for kids, the new math, as, as, as my father would have said in 1972. Um, this is when, the, I think the new books do 
have a little bit more real life application. I think I, I vaguely recall seeing that, although I made it my business to not help Donovan with his math homework. And I just sent him to you. But I vaguely recall seeing some like, not word problems. Like if a train leaves Kentucky at five and a plane leaves Milwaukee at seven, what time do they pass in Chicago or whatever? And I was like, you know, I don't know. You know, and I would just make up, you know, hopefully it's a multiple choice question and I can just, you know, A, B, B, A, A, D, A, B, A, D. But, you know, you, it's like, I, I, I have no idea. I don't even know where to start with that, right? And I think the other day you were like, well, that is a, I don't even remember what you said, what kind of math that was, but, you know, that was a word problem. And, and, and that's those are the word problems I recall. But it's like, I don't want a word problem. I want a real life problem. <laughs> I want to know. And I think this was the example. It's like, if I'm in the store or I'm having a dinner party and I've got eight people to feed and I'm trying to, you know, to find out what is the, the most economical side dish or vegetable or something. And it was like, you know, a what did I say? A um, eggplant, which is a unit, right? And eggplant right. versus, you know, a pound of broccoli or something. And it's like, okay, but they're different units. One is a pound and one is a this. And how do I know? And what math do I use? And, and you know, and, and again, that's, we all need to talk about the math. Right. It's not knowing the questions to ask. It's not I never told a math teacher that I didn't know what the heck they were talking about because I didn't understand what it was that I didn't understand. I didn't understand. What I don't understand is when and how to apply these different things. I get this. I mean, I obviously know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. Yes, and I, I Well, I do know how to add, subtract, oh, multiply. Okay. Okay. And yes, because I was very, very good in math until I got to algebra. So okay. all the adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing I did in the through the sixth grade. So I was good at that. Um, <laughs> that's where it went sideways. So in algebra, I started learning all these formulas and things. And it's like, so, okay, I get this. I get how to do this. So you give me a 25 word problems or 20, well not word problems, 25 uh, equations for homework and I can calculate them all and get an A. I don't know then when to use them or what the purpose of that. And I never knew to ask the teacher, hey lady, Mrs. Sponseller, and I'm picking on her because she's where it went wrong and she's since passed away. So, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, I don't, I, you know, I would have gone to her except she was mean. Um, and I don't think she liked me. I think she was jealous of me in seventh grade. But anyway, I would have gone to her and said, I don't know when I'm going to use this or how to use this or how to apply this. But I didn't know to ask that question. Donovan similarly is like frustrated that he can't answer the question the way he wants to but he doesn't know to ask the professor, when are bullet points appropriate? You know, why do I need, why are you asking for bullet points instead of an essay or instead of multiple choice or instead of a 
you know, a, a verbal thing or whatever. And it's like, all of those have a place. He doesn't necessarily know to ask the professor, why are you teaching me these different kinds of communication and when are they appropriate? So I'm just saying, you know, that, that um, it, you know, in our development, in our path to get to our goals, part of what we need to do is to be able to know what questions to ask and when to ask them or why we're doing a particular thing right. or why something is important for our development or our forward movement. Right. Which brings so, us to today's topic. So <laughs> just real quick. So things that you know, sort of the 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 real life application of of algebra. Um, and again, I'll leave out unless you're you know doing something pretty specific. Most of us don't have any real life need for, I would say probably trigonometry and above. So trigonometry, calculus, you know. Uh, uh, vector calculus and some of the Thank other- Thank God I never got past geometry too. Ring, ring theory and some other things that I, I am familiar with. Um, but the algebra certainly is one of those things that allows you to solve problems when you have a piece of missing information, right? Um, and the kinds of- So you can solve for why. You can solve for a variable, or yeah, y yeah. or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, a very practical, real-world reason for knowing algebra until grocery stores changed it. Right, was being able to comparison shop, as you mentioned earlier, about whether or not how many people can I feed with, you know, an eggplant as opposed to you know a can of pork and beans or, or whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. you need to, um, in order to compare things, they need to, they need to um, be in common units. So one of the things that you would use is to, to convert something from one thing to another. Time is one of those things that we can do. You're talking hours, I'm talking minutes. How do we have a conversation where we're talking about time in the same way so that we can understand each other? You're saying that it's going to take you 12 hours to complete a project. And I say it's going to take me a week, right, to finish the project. Mm -hmm. So is your 12 hours one 12-hour day? Is it four hours a day, three days a week? right until we're mm -hmm. talking the same unit we can't really compare yeah is it one hour a day for 12 it, days or 12 right weeks if it takes more time yeah. or less time or, or something like that so comparisons is one of those things where it's important where grocery stores um if you are trying to build something right? You're trying to build something, you are or filling in concrete and you yeah, just- I'm trying to do back my backyard now. Your backyard. And they're like, how many yards of dirt do you need? I'm like, I don't know. And, and, and algebra would A help lot. figure that out, 
geometry mm -hmm. could be sort of helpful. Calculus would be extremely helpful and make it easier for you, but you could do it with algebra, right? Calculus okay. is algebra on steroids. So but, what would the calculus be? I mean, would, it helps why you, would calculus make it easier? What, what would I do in calculus to calculate? Okay. So the, now you're turning this into a whole other conversation. No, I just, I just thought you could say, so let me, like so let me, okay, be quiet for half a second and I'll let you, let's say you're building a pool. Okay. You design, you want a pool. If you build a simple square pool or a rectangular pool, it's very easy to figure out how much dirt you need to dig out, right? Because you've okay. got length times width gives you the area okay. and you was like, okay, I need to take out, you know, a hundred square pounds of dirt or whatever, right? A hundred. Okay. Okay. Um, or volume, because you need length times width times depth in order to figure out how much. In calculus, what calculus allows you to do is that same sort of thing for shapes that are not easy to measure. Mm. So if you have a round pool, that that's sort of easy because it's, I don't know if I remember. But a kidney that. shape. It's, it's. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, Radius times. It, yeah. D d d yes. Radius times or circumference okay, or okay. whatever. I haven't done it in forever, but yes. But let's say you have a pool that has, is more um, some weird shape or curve. It's kidney shaped and it's got it's stairs. And shape, it's right. Got and so calculus will allow you to make approximations on the curved areas where you are adding pieces together to get to the whole. It just, oh, okay. it's just the most basic of things. Okay. So that's why it allows you to do some things that you can't do as easily with okay. just algebra. But in reality, you can get through life with algebra. You use it all the time, whether you know it or not. Um, okay. The grocery store has done a lot to remove your need to use it actively, but sometimes you still do because they'll have a jar of relish for one brand because they don't want you to be able to compare which one costs more. Right. So they'll do one is in ounces and the other one is in pounds. It's like, why side by side yeah. are these things in different units? Because they don't want you to know. So that's yeah. that. Okay. But know what you don't know so that you can know what question or just figure out what questions to ask and, and be willing sense. and comfortable to admit that you don't know something. And it's like, I don't in know. The end, that's the big, and then here are my questions. Lesson in that, yeah. right? That, that's yeah. the biggest lesson. Be okay with not knowing everything yeah. and being willing to ask someone for help with what you don't, don't know so that maybe you can fill in that knowledge yeah. or decide you don't need to fill in that knowledge. Yeah. Cause well, cause if you don't though, you may go years like not knowing something that really was simple. And it's like, oh, if I had only known that this was my deficiency, then I could have resolved that 
and moved on and really have um, gotten to where I want to be faster. And ultimately, what we're talking about today is that you, you go know, fast the, or is it about the direction, right? Yes. And there's some that I thought it was a simple thing. It's more important to be moving in the right direction than to move in the wrong direction quickly. But there are, and I've said this before, there are some, there is some wisdom actually in moving quickly in the wrong direction. If, if, <laughs> there's a caveat to this. If you recognize that you're moving in the right, wrong direction and then quickly make adjustments, that you learn something as a result of that so that you can make adjustments so that you can pivot and move in a more appropriate direction or a more right direction after your pivot. So that's the ready, fire, aim, right? You're ready mm -hmm. to take action. You fire you learn, you gather information, you learn something about it, you use that information that you have learned in order to make the pivot to then start moving in a different direction, hopefully the right direction, right? But it's, it, it's more important, and I'm pretty sure, you know, we've said this, it's more important that you take action, right? But mm -hmm. if you're going to take action and not know whether or not you're moving in the right direction, if you're potentially moving in the wrong direction, you're not moving in the right direction, that you need to have a plan for how far you're going to go down in that direction before mm -hmm. you start asking questions to make yeah. sure. Assessing correct. Yeah. So that you do course correction, right? Yeah. So if you think of being in an airplane, uh, and and speak oh math and algebra and calculus and all that other trigon trigonometry and all that other stuff. Um, a, a, an airplane is, they say, off course, like 80 something percent of the time. It is really, off, I've never heard that. Off course, because it's <laughs> constantly be adjusting. Hmm. You can't go from Sacramento to New York in a straight line. It's okay. impossible, right? So the the course in theory is a straight line because the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Unless you have a layover in Atlanta that sends you back and, to and, and back to <laughs> right, which is a whole other set of crazy. But the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So okay. what you would want to do is take off from Sacramento, go to New York in a straight line. Well, you can't do that. There's wind factor. There are, you know, all sorts of weather issues, you know, temperature issues. Other planes in the sky. That, that are birds in the air, turbulence, all these things that okay. are having an impact on the plane so that the plane is constantly making adjustments so that it can get ultimately to its final destination. And the question that you have to have, is it more important for me to 
be in a straight line from Sacramento to New York or to get to New York safely? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't care that the plane has to fly further south than it was originally planning to go because of turbulence. I don't like turbulence. Yeah. Right. I don't like the feeling of that. It, it makes Yeah, you'd rather circumvent the problem and add so 30 minutes on the flight. Yeah. Right. Going higher, flying lower, going south, going further north than you'd plan. So going to New York by the Cape of Good Hope, you know, is if that's what it takes to get there, that's not the same thing as planning a trip with layovers in stupid places that that that's a whole other thing right but a a, a although a, you might do that if it saves you money if that ultimately is your and then goal, there's right? that and so you have to look at ultimately in decision making your goal what's most important to you yeah. right if money is most important to you and you can fly from sacramento to atlanta to la to new york <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I did, I did look at a flight the other day to Kentucky, right? From Sacramento to Atlanta to LA to Kentucky. And it's like, well, why wouldn't I just fly to LA and then from LA to Kentucky? Or why would I not fly? You know, it's like there's got to be a million other ways. I can't or, even believe like they give said, me that option. You could drive to LA quicker than you could drive, than you could fly from here to Atlanta, Atlanta back, to, back LA. to LA. <laughs> Right, you, you could drive to LA faster than that. I could so drive to Kentucky faster. <laughs> you could probably drive to Kentucky faster. Yes. So why would one do that? But in decision making, right, in in thinking through, is is it better to go fast or is it better to go in the direction that I want? You've got to ask the questions. You have to be clear about what you want. What the other variables, and while in this case, we're not talking math. We're still talking variables. What are the variables that matter to you? If time doesn't matter to you and money does, maybe that path <laughs> makes sense for you, yeah. right? Money is never going to be more important to me than a, a full day of time. Yeah. Right? I am not- Because your time- because your time is worth money, but because if my time a, is worth money, you've got a day off with nothing to do, and they're like, "Hey, if somebody's willing to give up their seat, we'll give you five hundred dollars and a free ticket, or a thousand dollars." You know, they're giving lots of money, and and there becomes a point. Then, you, be, which, then it's like, hmm, you know, I wasn't doing that now. But there becomes a point of which th- that makes sense, right? For one hundred dollars, yeah. no; two hundred dollars, no; two thousand dollars. Now, yeah, I'm. I don't need to be home. I can. I work wherever <laughs> yeah. my laptop is. Yeah. Right. So I don't need to be somewhere in particular. A hundred dollars probably isn't going to do it. Yeah. A couple of hundred dollars isn't going to. Let's take for instance um, something that we both know all too well: timeshare presentations. Right. Mm, oh right? Lord. And and negotiating the deal. At which you're willing to give them. I think my first time share presentation, life. I got a bottle of tequila and a blanket and 
like fifty dollars off a and you fifty dollars off and a you jet quickly learned something. that was and then not I learned the last time I did it, it was like five hundred dollars cash and <laughs> right. So it, it depends. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it today for five hundred dollars. Like, no, and and so it me. depends, right? And, and and now that you've done it a couple of times, you're like, first of all, they say 90 minutes. It's never 90 minutes. We're not going to harass you. They always harass you, <laughs> right? Even if you get to walk out of there and then they've got you somewhere where they brought you in a bus and you can't even, you don't even know where you are to get a ride <laughs> to get out of there. And then they treat you like crap. Now that we're going to put you on a, here, we'll we'll put you in a, they brought you in a taxi. Now we're going to put you on a city bus. Fine, and we're gonna I'll, give, call you, you I'll give you what you came here for. You can yeah, go. Take your tequila and your $500. It's like, bye. So it, it, it matters. The, the bottom line is that it matters. Your time matters. Um, the direction that you're moving. Some of the comments though, that came up about this, this concept of, you know, choosing direction over speed, right? And that, that was ultimately the thing. Don't worry about speed. Direction is more important. The, what it made me think about was feeling guilty or having regrets about where one is in life. Um, and I gave up on that years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I work with clients who frequently feel like they should be somewhere else other than where they are. Yeah. Right. I should be further in my career than I am. And my question is why, why should you, right. When we live in the shoulda, woulda, couldas, right. It, it, this is a comparison um, of self. And they say comparison is a thief of joy. This is a comparison of self. Why should you be anywhere other than where you are? Yeah. And the only reason is because other people are, because it just feels like it or it seems like I should. It seems like it, or I feel I'm I'm this age and I just should be further along, right? This, this well, we've got a society that that um worships youth, first of all. Yeah. Right. And so in the, the worshiping of youth that as you get older, we're, you know, you, and you get to a certain point and respect is no longer really extended, right? You, you become useless. And so it's a problem, but you should not be, if, as long as you're continuing to take steps and make progress towards what you want. Mm -hmm. being moving in the right direction should be the goal rather than speed and, and some I people though argue that just moving movement movement is important than moving in the right direction especially I, if, if you've been stagnant yes. yes if and that's what i said earlier movement as long as you are stopping to assess and reassess along the way. You can't just move and keep moving and think, you know, it's so wrong going back to the plane, right? If a plane mm -hmm. is 1% off course, at the beginning, that's not that big a deal. It's 1%. But over time, and here's where math comes in, over time, 
right? You could end up 40, 50, 60, 100 miles off course because you didn't stop and look and see, how is this movement impacting my desire to get to a particular place? So you've got to be willing to, to make the assessments, to stop, ask the questions. Am I on track from where it is I'm trying to go? If the answer is no, what do I need to do to get back on track? So yes, movement of any kind is important as long as you're willing to do the work to find out what you need to do to get back on track. So hopefully both the math, <laughs> the math <laughs> question and the exploration, you actually tied this together quite nicely. Um, and the exploration of this question, this is a, uh, it comes from Simon Sinek, I believe who'd made this, this quote about it being more important uh, to move in the right direction over speed and both on Twitter and on um, LinkedIn, you know, some of the comments are, some of the comments are kind of harsh. I'm not going to yeah. rehash those, but I, I would say it, it really made me think more in the context of regret for one's yeah. life and th this feeling of what should have happened. And I just truly believe that as long as you are continuing to move and make progress, well, that being and feeling any sort of way about not being where you believe you should be, as long as you're making progress and progress could be moving Pro progress could mean yeah. being on track, but not it could mean yet. being still for a minute. It could also. mean being still for a minute. And, and, so and, and I, it goes go to what is it that you're trying to accomplish and how do you want to feel and who do you want to be on the journey? Well, in, in terms of the speed, right, we, we see increasingly, um, you know, these days, I don't know that I saw this back when I was 10, 20, even 30 years old. But now we see more um, in the media about people achieving, uh, you know, great things or doing their first thing later in life. You know, people who, and I think I saw the other day, and I don't even remember who it was, but like, I don't know, Beethoven or somebody wrote their first symphony in their 40s or, um, you know, somebody else did their first, uh, you know, women that, you know, somebody wrote their first book. I think Shonda Rhimes did her, you know, like, you know, you sell your first movie or TV show or whatever. So increasingly we're seeing this, you know, these lists of 50 over 50 or 40 over 40, right? people that are doing things later in life. And frankly, you bring more to a lot of the things that you're doing later in life. So accomplishing everything in your 20s or feeling a pressure to have achieved greatness in your 20s or 30s is no longer the case, right? It's like live a more full life 
you know, have these experiences when you're younger, use your, the wisdom that you gain from those things. And as you mature, you know, and don't think of yourself as getting older, you're maturing and you're more experienced and you're all these things that you bring to the table. So, you know, your fifties, you know, fifties and sixties is the new forties or thirties. Uh -huh. I'd like to think, <laughs> I'd like to think. Okay. But the 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 speed portion is just less less it, it's less relevant, I think, in today's society. And now that you that we have all these tools at our disposal that we can um you know, I mean we can podcast, you know, we're you and I are broadcasters now you know, into our, you know, very, 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 very late, you know, 30s. And, <laughs> and into our 30th anniversary of our 30th birthday. <laughs> yeah, and something, something like that. But it's like, it doesn't matter that we weren't, you know, Barbara Walters or, you know, Oprah or whomever back in the, you know, when we were in our 20s and 30s, because we can still do whatever in our 40s and 50s. Absolutely. So, so the direction in, in that instance becomes more relevant and speed, you know, and yes, it, there, there are times when speed is important, but generally when you're looking at the trajectory of your life, maybe not individual tasks or specific goals, you may have some very time constrained goals. And we do talk about smart goals, right? And time bound is one of the yes. components of a yes. smart goal and getting where you need to be. And yes, there are time constraints and there are, um, you know, you can miss the, miss the boat. You can miss the opportunities. Things pass you by because you did not factor in time or focus on time sufficiently to, to, to uh, take advantage of certain opportunities. But generally in terms of the bigger picture, it doesn't really matter, you know, assuming you're not dead or you know, whatever. And if you're dead, it's, it's irrelevant. So, you know, and then there's that. A little bit of that. So well, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's my two cents. Oh, um, it is, it's an interesting two cents. Um, certainly it's, it's, you know, the, the concept of, um, speed and direction, what we ultimately want from our lives. Um, your point, I think, is well taken about where we are arriving. I, I see it as a function of a lot of people being very unhappy, you know, uh, the violence in the culture not, you know, I'm not talking necessarily gun violence, but just violent interactions between people, you know, angry, hostility, still, yes, hostility, yeah. um, the, the way we interact and respond to each other, all this sort of pent up stuff where we have been year after year told Madison Avenue, Wall Street, whomever, telling us we needed to do it a particular way. You needed to do it fast. You, If you don't do it before you're 30, 
you're useless and washed up and so all this and you have to do it a particular you have to go to college and you have to do this and so that meant taking on debt and then you get to this place and you're like I I did all this stuff and I'm not happy yeah, and I'm not there. I'm not where I'm I want to be. There. Which it is why diversity is so important, right? right. There's so it, many ways to do a thing. Absolutely. And so we need to allow people to be who they are, where they are, and move through uh, some of these life challenges in the way that's best for them. But the bottom line is you need to know what that is, which means you need to take time to figure it out. And that's why we're here. We're here to help you figure it out. We're help, <laughs> here to help to shine some light on the life situations, the lemon situations, and help you find the lemon drop that moves you in the direction that you want for your life. So um, with that, Unless you have a final I word, nothing else. Just, I, just take your take your time <laughs> and move in the direction that you see before you in your life. With that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Life Lemons and Lemon Drops. If you have not already, please like and rate review a five-star review uh or whatever the highest rating is on the platform on which you listen to this uh, podcast we would love to have your um, feedback if there's a topic that you would like for us to cover in the future please drop us a line. You can send us an email, you know, check out our webpage at lifelemonslemondrops.com or you can leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash lifelemonslemondrops. Check us out in the Facebook group. We would love to hear from you how you're navigating, excuse me, this challenge. Are you going fast or you're going right. Would love to know. And until next time, I'm going to sign off before I lose my voice. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 